welcome back to another episode, everybody. My name is Val. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're doing it a little different this time. We had yeah. some technical difficulties, so yeah, fuck. there's no third mic, but we do have a special guest. We'll let her introduce herself after we do the Wait, intro. <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Val. And my name is Drew, and this is the West Next Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Number one podcast in the world. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Sorry. I'm. Yeah, so I'll, I wouldn't be in this episode as much. You'll be in the background. Yeah, I'll so. be in the background. I'll ask questions when I have questions. But um, pretty much, Val's MacBook is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a poor source. No, the adapter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the adapter. So we can't get the third mic working. So it's just two mics. But we have a special guest. And I'm going to give the mic to her. We're going to let her introduce herself. She's been on before. You guys will recognize her voice. Hey, <laughs> it's Callie. <laughs> so I guess we'll have her introduce herself again. <laughs> so Kelly, where are you from? Utah, born and raised, well, born in California, but raised here pretty much the whole time, and yeah, grew up mostly in Utah County, but I've lived in Salt Lake kind of everywhere. Okay, and how old are you? Uh, 24. 24, and what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> All the things, mostly snowboard, cl- rock climb, um, I like to rave, I like to go to festivals, I like to do a lot of different stuff. So, um, so last time <laughs> Kelly was here, <laughs> I had to stole the mic from Val. <laughs> last time Kelly was here, um, she spoke to us about um, open relationships. And basically, she actually reached out to Val and she was like, hey, my situation's actually kind of changed. Um, which is really interesting because she really did open my mind a lot about yeah. open relationships in general, to be honest. It was really cool, honestly. It was a very interesting episode. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was One really cool. Sure. Yeah, definitely Val's favorite I can tell you that <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah it's it's really it really is a cool lifestyle um I think it's definitely something that you have to like grow into I don't think it's something you For can sure. just do no um, yeah you have to be grown <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to be pretty mature yeah um but now so one thing I didn't understand was the diff- difference between an open relationship and a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. and so you used to be in an open relationship because you were dating a guy mm-hmm and you were like you would still have like intimate sessions <laughs> you would still have intimacy sorry with other people yeah but like you would discuss it before you would have sex together yeah so previously in my open relationship and i was dating a guy um he knew that i was bisexual and i hadn't really mm. like sought out that side of myself we good, there you go. <laughs> good. um and so he was pretty comfortable with you know me seeing other women and um our boundary at the time was that we just had to tell Sorry, each other I got you. <laughs> oh, that we just had to tell each other <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. no like sorry you're good you're 100 percent fine don't no, worry about it <laughs> sorry um, continue <laughs> so our boundary previously was that we had to tell each other before if we had had sex mm-hmm. with anybody else prior to us having sex yeah. again and so that was kind of the boundary previously and actually i've used that as a roadmap for my current relationships as well um but yeah so i was it was nice and it definitely taught me a lot and i'm really grateful for that experience at the end of the day he the long distance thing is just really was really hard i Yeah, and I always told myself that I would have, I was never going to do a long distance relationship. And granted, like I talked about last time, it was actually really good, way better than I was expecting. I think the only downside is, is we hadn't been 
like in a serious like serious I should say for a long period of time before he moved Mm. so there wasn't a super strong foundation for us to build on top of and I think both of us well I can say this for me at least I liked the potential of the relationship I think that's what I was really enthralled and in love by in love with and I do love him like he's an amazing person and I'm really grateful for the time and the growth that, that we share together but at the end of the day um with the long distance and me being almost a nympho like it just it was too hard you know what I'm saying on the verge I yeah I'm just a very sexual person and so to you know only have sex with one penis for once a month I know that sounds very vulgar but it's true because we had a one dick policy and we're gonna get into that later and how my my perspectives have changed on this yeah but for most people that haven't ever done an open relationship before this is actually very common you know you'll see it's actually pretty you, you I'm sure you've known several people where there's a bisexual girlfriend the boyfriend's not bisexual and so he'll let the girl do things and it's but one penis policy right yeah I know and we're I'm gonna talk later about how actually I think that perspective is really misogynistic yeah I know it's true but again I was comfortable with that at the time and I was excited that he was even willing to open it up at all because previously that's never something that he even thought that he could do so I think we met in the middle uh, a little bit and it was good Um, but at the end of the day just with the long distance and everything I just really wasn't happy and as much as I know that I could be and so we didn't have any big fights there wasn't any you know big blow up or anything it was just hey I went I confronted him I was like I think this needs to be like open open maybe not right now but I need it to be eventually if this is going to continue and he's like I don't know if that's something I could really do I'm sorry and I was like okay that's fine we'll we'll talk about it later you know we didn't like rush into breaking up or anything right away but eventually I was like I think truly what's best for us like I don't want to make you have to sacrifice and do something that you really don't want to and I don't want to sacrifice me and not do something that I really want to so we just chose to go our our own separate ways and I think he's really happy now I mean we haven't kept in touch too much but um I think overall it was a good thing and I'm I I'm grateful for the time that we had and I'm grateful that the way we like amicably decided to end things so yeah so how did that lead to the um polyamorous relationship okay so relationships (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah let's let's talk about it by the way is my sound okay yeah yeah if if you ever want to know you can just you see these sound waves so so like this when it's small yeah so that's you that means obviously you're not talking right now and i'm talking so the sound waves are big so that's pretty much so if you ever want to know you can just look then okay perfect If there's sound waves that's (laughs) good if there's no sound waves not so good okay (laughs) so as far as polyamory goes, I'm not sure if I had mentioned this previously the last time I was on, but I have always loved the idea of being polyamorous. But like from the time I was 18, it was something that was really intriguing um, to me. And so, but they were, like we talked about earlier, it requires a lot of maturity, a lot of good communication, boundaries, trust, and respect, and to be incredibly self-aware, which as most 18 year olds I was not at all um 
so one thing about me is I not every we've actually talked about this last time is I have always been a well in my entire sexual lifetime the entire time I've been having sex um, casual sex has always been very easy for me I can have sexual relationships that don't have emotional intimacy you can separate and I can have emotional intimacy intimate relationships that have no physical intimacy like to me they're they don't always coincide and go hand in hand so it's easier for me to separate separate that I think it got me all nervous guys I'm like (laughs) stuttering and stuff Um, so after me and my previous partner separated I just knew I'm like I'm 24 years old I feel like I've learned a lot and what it takes to a like be confident and fully reliant on myself emotionally. Like I don't need anybody else. I know that I'll be okay. I've got my back no matter what life throws my way. I got me. And I think it was that self-confidence where I was able to be like, okay, I don't need anyone. I, I, my cup's not empty, but I want to share my experience with people. And I, and now that I'm older and hopefully wiser, I was like, fuck it let's do it like I have always wanted to try this and I'm single now why not just go for it so of course I've read a bunch of books I've and I actually talked about this book last time ethical slut Mm -hmm. such a good read highly recommend it it's definitely old school like the the people who wrote it are I think like in their 70s or 80s now like they're old but they like paved the way in a lot of ways for unconventional relationships and setting up and just talking about different styles and how to communicate boundaries and how to regulate your emotions and um, manage your or uh, self-soothe your, your jealousy and things like that. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. And so, you know, when I first became single, I just kind of picked up where I left off with a lot of my uh, friends that I had been sexual with in the past. And that's my thing is I have maintained many really, really good sexual friendships with a lot of different people where, you know, we're friends, like we could totally go out and get dinner. But if we're both single at the same time, we also happen to enjoy each other intimately. And <laughs> then if either one of us decides we want to start seeing somebody else in a monogamous way, we let each other know and we're like, hey, I'm doing this with this person now. So like what you know, we were doing, the dynamic has to change. We can't keep doing that kind of stuff. But if I ever see you around, we can like get dinner or something. And it's nice. And we have very mutual expectations and boundaries and uh it anyway so I picked all a couple of those back up and started doing that and uh yeah so what other questions did you have (laughs) leading into it (laughs) (laughs) is there will there ever be a cap on too many like intimate partners that you have like sexually I think okay like is there ever like a point where it's like okay this is a little too much for me. I think it all comes down to each individual and how much time you're willing to give out, right? And for example, I've got a really high social capacity. Okay. I can party for like four days straight. Okay, maybe not anymore, maybe two. But like I, I can socialize and, and I exert a lot of energy socially and it takes a lot for me to feel tapped out. Um, one of my partners, he's not that way. He spends one weekend, you know, like Doss just barely. And he was like, I am negative 50% like socially tapped right now. Like I needed some recharge time. So as far as your question goes, is like there being a cap, it's all individual, like preferences, of course. Um, and how much time you're willing to give out. This is kind of a funny story. I think I actually mentioned this last time as well, but, um, I once dated a guy 
who thought that every single person that you had sex with took a piece of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh Shit, my God. you're gone, girl, like, you're gone. If that was the case, I would have no pieces left. And it just, it, like, Shit, me, bro, what does that say? <laughs> to me, I'm like, that's not the case. Your energy is ever flowing. You just get to decide how you want to spend your energy. You know, for example, one of my partners, we do so many things together. We have all the same hobbies. We snowboard, we rock climb, we both have motorcycles, we both love going to music festivals. We literally have almost everything in common. And so of course, I spend a large majority of my time with him. And we've been that way even when we were really, really close friends, which is why it's been so fun for us to like navigate into a romantic relationship is because the reason why both of us for so long never even let it get there is because we were afraid it would affect our friendship, but it's only enhanced it. Like our friendship as it was is literally still the same. We've just added things on top of it. Mm. And it's so beautiful. Um, me personally, I feel like, so I technically have two partners, at, like actual titled partners. And then I have two friends that I also sleep with and then I keep my options open for like dates and this that and the other but I am definitely not looking for anything serious at right now to add on like monogamous um, or oh, just I don't think I'll ever be monogamous again but who knows I'll catch you up next time on next uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm married now <laughs> no that I, I mean ever since I was I'm 24 now and I've been a slut since I was 16 and I've been wanting to be polyamorous since I was 18. So I highly doubt I would ever become married, first of all. I don't, I don't think the marriage thing is for me. Second of all, monogamous. Because now that I've experienced how freeing it can be to let your desires flow where they want to and just be transparent and open with everyone involved, it has been one of the most freeing and liberating experiences I have ever had. Um, but I, what I meant by serious is... You know, I've got two partners and two serious partners. serious partners like we that I'm committed as you know allotted amount of time with and it's not like a specific amount it, it ebbs and flows with our busy schedules but I don't really have the capacity right now for, a third. for more serious serious mm. partners and what's nice is one of my partners I see him maybe once a week and once every other week and that's totally fine he's also dating three other people so he's got a lot on his plate. Wow. And so I don't feel bad, and neither does he, that we only see each other once every so often because we're grateful for each other's time. We're not like, boo, why aren't you spending time with me? Instead, oh, we're yeah. like, no, no. Instead, we're like, oh, I'm so glad I got to see you and that we get to have this time together. Like, we both really enjoy and appreciate it. And um, so, yeah, it is a lot of juggling, a lot of, like, matching schedules and stuff, but it has been so fun, so fun. Well, I, I, I find it, like... A few things. Um, <laughs> I don't have a mic, so <laughs> no. But I find it first off, like talking to one person is like enough. Talking to a second person is like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna like. How do I even do that? Because I have a very like I have a nice social battery, but it, it can get drained. And when it's drained, it's drained. Like I'm done. I don't. You need speak to a anymore. lot more recharge time. <laughs> yeah, like I need a lot of recharge time. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Like I, I think it's like a. Like, it has to be in your DNA type of thing. Like, it just mm -hmm. has to be in your personality to be able to do that. Because I just know I could never do that. Yeah. I wouldn't... I just can't have... Like, I could understand, like, one serious relationship and there's something on the side. Mm -hmm. That's like, yeah, I see you when I see you type thing, you know? Right. But then that person also has to see it that way. Right. You know? Like, and that's the thing as well. Like, it, you have to almost match the personality of the person of, like, 
mm -hmm. of your partners because mm -hmm. they have to understand that yo i'm not giving you all my energy i give you my energy when you're with me right but other than that it just is what it is well and here's the thing you shouldn't be giving anyone all of your energy your energy is meant for you and yeah, you're no, sharing that's it with true, somebody that's true. but kind of, i think what you know back to what you were saying is like matching their levels mm. it's all about communicating your expectations yeah. so for example if your side piece or whatever again let's say it's all transparent everybody mm -hmm. involved knows that each individual dynamic but let's say that person is like yeah cool I'm yeah. going to see you once a week or whatever. And, yeah. and I also like have these expectations with you mm -hmm. and don't expect these things mm -hmm. and they're cool with it. Then you right. just, yeah. And like, for example, my, my partner that I only see so frequently, but it does to me, the amount of time that I spend with people does not automatically equal how deeply I care about them. And mm -hmm. so one thing, so <laughs> my, uh, my partner, that's a love language of mine is like quality time. Right. So I'm happy. Like, for me spending time with someone even if it's literally just sitting doing two different things in the same room means yeah it means a lot to me yeah and it and it is it is a love language for sure my two love languages are quality touch and <laughs> i say quality time and uh physical touch or uh, quality touch and physical time as i like to say <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, so i can relate to that but like Okay, let's say, let's separate the romantic side for a second. Let's say you had your best friend ever move out of the state and you only got to visit them once a year. Does that mean that that friendship is any less important to you or that you love them any less? No. 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 It just means that based off of the current situation, you're not getting as much of their time and vice versa. That's how I kind of view my time in general like just because i'm not spending all of my time with you doesn't mean i don't care mm, about you i see I it see, just I depends see, see. on our situations at the time yeah and of course if i can give this person more time and the and i have the availability to and i want to of course i will mm -hmm. um so this is interesting when me and my uh partner that i see more frequently first started talking about it he had never even considered being polyamorous before mm -hmm. and we were really really good friends for a long time which made it so i am so grateful for because it made us transitioning into this so much easier yeah. um but he asked me he's like oh, okay i'm curious you know i've never even considered this an option before but i feel like if i was going to do it it could only ever be with you like that would get me to start yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. because i have so much faith in you yeah and we have such good trust and communication and uh he was saying so like how would all the dynamics work and then i said well some people who are in unconventional or polyamorous relationships have like a primary partner and then they have secondaries mm -hmm. and that can work for some people for example if you were married and had kids and then you had mm -hmm. you know your other people that you're seeing it mm -hmm. makes sense to have like quote unquote primary partner yeah. Well, I don't plan on getting married and I don't plan on having kids. So for me, I feel like it's easier, but I don't like the idea of having an, um, an emotional hierarchy or a relationship oh, yeah, hierarchy yeah. because, and I explained it to him like this. I said, obviously I spend most of my time with you. Obviously we're really, really close and I love you a lot. And however, I don't like the idea of saying your relation, mine and your relationship is more important than mine and her relationship because my relationship with my girl partner is just as valid and just as important to me and fulfilling in so many different ways. It's not fair to put him on hmm. a scale of comparison. I said, that's not fair. Hmm. And I don't want 
the idea of this competition. I don't like that at all. I want to admire and appreciate each individual relationship yeah. for what they have and what they yeah. are instead of comparing them. Because each relationship is a different dynamic, for sure, which, yeah. which makes sense. But another, another part that I struggle to understand is <clears throat> I know jealousy is... It's, a, it's an ugly emotion. It's not a great emotion. Uh, and I mean, I can understand both sides of how people don't get jealous and also why people get very jealous. But for me, for example, it's, it's, it's hard to... Like, I'm very lucky that I can put logic before emotion 90% of the time. Like, I think first and then I'll act on my emotions. That's rare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, I know. Not which, everybody thinks that I'm way. I'm very lucky. But if it comes to, like, an intimate relationship, I, I feel how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to separate that feeling from like the physical emotion or intimacy Mm -hmm. i I have no idea how to do that well so the interesting thing about jealousy right um is jealousy is actually a secondary emotion so when you're jealous it's usually coming from something else aka insecurity fear of abandonment um there's other things that are going on so for example if i was like gosh, I'm so jealous. Like my partner's hanging out with his partner tonight and you know, it's kind of bumming me out. What I could ask myself is, okay, why am I jealous? And, um, am I jealous because I think that I'm not going to get any of his time anymore? Maybe. Okay. Am I jealous that, you know, I have abandonment issues and maybe him hanging out with this girl makes me feel like I'm going to be left. Yeah. Okay, now you can reass- now, now I can reassess that. Is Jake still going to give me <laughs> some of his time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be better, don't worry. Is my partner going to give me <laughs> some of his time? It happens. Um, of course he's still going to. Is he going to abandon me? No. Yeah. And so I can break it down logically and say, what are my feelings actually sourced from? And are those sources valid Mm. are they real or are they just you know pre-misconceptions in my head that i'm telling myself because i'm scared yeah i'm afraid it is scary scary. and we spoke about a little bit off the podcast about how like um there's always a risk to committing yourself intimate intimately whether it be physical or emotionally because it's always that risk that you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, jealousy, you know, it can be seen as self-protection. Mm-hmm. You know, why why would I put myself in this situation if I'm just going to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the point, you know? Right. I mean, do you think, like, uh, a certain level, a certain amount of, like, heartbreak, you're able to just cope with it so easily? Well, here's the thing. Um, one, like I kind of mentioned earlier, once you break it down to the why you're feeling these feelings you can navigate them, communicate them with your partner, and usually get the reassurance that you need. Mm. Now, the nice thing about having somebody that you can really be that vulnerable with is you're not only learning more about yourself and how, you know, how deep your wounds are from maybe your traumas or your past relationships, but you can heal that wound by having this vulnerability with your new partner and giving them the opportunity to be there for you. And so I, I, I don't think I'm saying this in the way that I want to, but when you feel those feelings, instead of being like, oh, this is the worst ever, I never want to be in a situation where I feel this again, you can go, why am I feeling these feelings? And then dig deeper and know yourself better. Mm. And then once you find out 
about why you're feeling those feelings and kind of come up with solutions and mitigate them, you can figure out how you want to go about self-soothing in the future. I think that's something that I've been... (laughs) It's like hot potato. (laughs) I think that's something that I've been very lucky to learn. I haven't like really assessed it with with relationships so much, but like in general, I think just with becoming self-aware, if you just start asking why, no matter what, like, you know, you're angry. Why? Why? And then immediately you start to think, oh, shit, this happened. Oh, shit, this happened. And usually it's like two or three whys deep that you actually get the yeah, answer. Yeah. Do you want to scoot and he can sit? No, no, I... No, come fuck. on. Come sit. You're already talking. Just I'm, come no, join I, us. Um, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. My mom... My mom... Oh, she's calling? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. We, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do a part two for you guys. Okay, for sure. So, yeah, now I have a lot of questions now. Okay, yeah. so you're, your male partner... I should say. Yeah, I feel like we got to give them, like, surnames or something, so that way, like, we can differentiate. Well, okay, I'll just say it, because he already gave me consent. Oh, he did? One of them, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm dating a polyamorous porn star. Okay. And uh, he's bisexual. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 I'm going to bleep it out, Jake? No. I was going to say, holy shit. Uh, so, his name is Craig, and his porn star name is Chad Rex. <laughs> okay, you're all good. Um, Wait, what's his name? Chad Rex is his porn star name. Chad Rex. Mm-hmm. So I go to videos. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Give him all the publicity you want. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is it R-E-X? Mm-hmm. What is he on? Pornhub. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a bunch of other platforms, too. I'm not actually positive all the different ones. Uh, but So I'll call him Craig, because that's his name, and he gave me consent, and then I'll call the other person my other male partner. Um, so you have, so technically, so you have three right now. So I have two partners, and then I have uh, one of my really good girlfriends. Me and her are intimate together. And then I have a couple of other, like, friendships that I mess around in with sometimes. <laughs> All right. So, kind of a lot. Wow. I'll have to send you pictures later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to look for him like that, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> so, are all the, so, are all your partners also polyamorous? Um, are they actively dating? Both or? of them are. Yeah. So, both of my partners are. Uh, and it's been really fun. Okay, so so Craig has actually been polyamorous for years, and meeting him has been such a blessing. It, it, it's honestly been crazy, dude, because I, again, had already decided that I wanted to be polyamorous, and I wasn't looking for anything. I was still kind of, like, mourning my previous relationship, like, trying to, like, get, you know, just process things and take some time for myself. And originally, I was like, okay, well, when I start to date, I think it would be so fun to find a polyamorous couple and me just be their unicorn. That would be so easy for me. I'm bisexual to have a boyfriend and girlfriend at the same time who already have an established dynamic. That would be so much fun. I But if that were to happen, I would want a seasoned polyamory mm. couple and not just like me being their guinea pig, I guess. Which is <laughs> funny to say because now my other male partner, the one who had not been polyamorous, is dating somebody else as well. Like just starting to see, I should say. 
And uh, I do feel a little bit bad for her because I think she feels like she's kind of the guinea pig. But me and her haven't had any interactions yet, but I would love to soon. Um, but okay, so after like just deciding, yep, I'm going to be polyamorous, I'm going to do this, me and my current partner, uh, my best friend partner, <laughs> that's what I'll call my best friend partner, um, went to a bonfire. And at that bonfire, we met Craig. And I started talking to him about polyamory and he's like, oh yeah, I've been polyamorous for years. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to pick your brain about it. So we talked and met and hit it off instantly and then started seeing each other. And um, my best friend partner, again, we were still figuring out what we wanted our dynamic to look like, what our boundaries were. And um, he just barely went on his first date outside of our relationship like a week ago. And it went really, really well. That's good. Yeah, she's a flight attendant, and I was like, ooh, flight Holy attendant girlfriend. Shit. What if you get those flight bennies? Oh, like, <laughs> y'all can all go on a vacation. Right? I know. I was, like, so excited for him. And I think he was, like, I think he was pleasantly surprised about how supportive I was. Because, again, this is both of our first times doing this. And I was so stoked for him. I was like, tell me all about it. Send me pictures of your outfit. Like, I want to know all the details. And um, it went really well. And he's still like filling it out, deciding if he wants to continue with it because she'll be moving a lot with her being a flight attendant. The thing that bummed me out a little bit was she said on her first date that she didn't want to meet me. And at first I was like, red flag, red flag, like, oh no, abort, abort. And I told him, I was like, um, okay, like that's kind of makes me sad. And he goes, well, it's because she had been entangled with a polyamorous couple previously mm, where, the, experience. where the guy wanted to be polyamorous and the girlfriend just went along with it because it was what he wanted. Oof. And so obviously the girlfriend hated her. Oh. And so because of that super uncomfortable experience, I can totally understand why she would be very tentative to meet me. I do wish that she didn't base, uh, you know, set expectations for me to be like that because I am a completely different person, but it makes sense, you know, based off her history. So I've been being patient and having compassion towards that. And I'm like, I want her to, like, I would love to meet her eventually on her time. And I know as long as I'm supportive and there for him, I, I have a feeling it will happen. And if it does, great. And if, of course, they became serious, then I think I'd push for it a little bit harder. Like, hey, I would really just like to meet this chick. But if they're just dating casually, eh. You know, that's his business, not necessarily mine. Um, but it's funny because my Craig, my polyam, uh, my <laughs> porn star, <boyfriend, laughs> he adores Jake so much. He Have actually, they? no. Um, oh, I keep saying his name. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll beep he, it out. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. He, I don't even know if he'd care. I probably should have asked in advance. But, um, anyways. <laughs> they so Jay, <laughs> your your poly out your male, your he, male partner. So my best friend, your he, best friend partner. He's not bisexual at all, even though everybody thinks that he is. And when I met him, because he's very thought, he's very androgynous. He is, and he's so um warm and yeah. like when you meet him nurturing he, nurturing yeah he's very so are you though you're very you're like the mom of the group right? uh, i yeah. remember you're like yeah. water water we're gonna be here yep, exactly <laughs> i'm rave mom every single time um but yeah so he's not bisexual at all but 
Craig has such a crush on Jake and he's told it but he respects his sexuality of course he's like not gonna push anything but I think it's so sweet that um Craig adores him so much and he'll tell me constantly he's like I'm so glad that Jake's making you so happy and his outfit was so cute the other day and I can't wait to see you guys again like he is so supportive and my best friend also like thinks Craig is really nice and he's a little bit more shy not quite as like all out there um, but they get along really well and well we were all at DOS we didn't go together but we like saw all saw each other there. like I went with my best friend and then Craig met us there and my uh, Craig goes up to my best friend and goes I love being metamors with you do you know what that is no I don't so metamor is your lover's lover oh mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and dead. I thought it was really cute <laughs> Did he get all shy? Yeah, he's like, ah, thanks. And I think they actually kissed. Wow. Like a peck. I mean, it's a rave. You kiss everyone. So it's not like it was weird, but like it was cute and I thought it was adorable. <laughs> you think he'd be open to it? Like uh, being a three-way? Oh, no. No, no, no. My best friend is super straight. Like he, he, ha he doesn't mind kissing guys, but he's so comfortable with his sexuality that it like doesn't affect him like that. I think it's like a straight girl kissing girls at a party. It's like, yeah, it's fun. Ha ha but they wouldn't sleep with a girl, you yeah. know, kind of a thing. It's like, they think it's fun. They like to express themselves that way, but they wouldn't do that because they know that that's not what they're sexually attracted to. Yeah. And so, uh, as much as I like to maybe fantasize, no, I know <laughs> literally I was going to say, you never know. Yeah. You think I, maybe he'd be like, okay, one day, you know what? Fuck it. Um, potentially. I mean, but again, you don't, you know, people want to open up in their own ways. And if he's sure of his sexuality, he's going to be sure of it as hard as my gay friends might try to convince him otherwise he's just not all of my gay friends are like oh he's definitely gay he just doesn't know it yet I'm like okay first of all rude you can't just go around telling people their sexuality second of all do not kiss him without his consent yeah <laughs> like, and then period. he's gonna be like whoa chill out yeah exactly no they're all actually really really respectful but they do like to poke and be like so when are we gonna make out and he's like um not tonight like jokingly <laughs> But what were your other questions? So, love is abundant. Do you think you're capa like you're the the most you can love someone is like cap two people? Oh no. Like I'm saying like have an emotional and physical connection with them and like basically how can I say this? Like you can't basically you said it you said it before you can't add someone else to that seriousness that you have with your other two partners right now, right? Um, I don't think that's the case. I think it's mostly just the time thing. Oh, the time. Because as far as my capacity, I have so many deep and meaningful and fulfilling relationships in my life that are not, relation not romantic relationships. Yeah. For example, I have so many really, really close friends that... I love very deeply just as much as my partners and so to me that is emotional intimacy yeah and then I have a plethora of really fun physically intimate relationships that don't have any emotional intimacy and those are also valid and important to me just because we don't have that deep emotional connection doesn't mean that they're not important and so as far as my capacity it's not that I don't want or 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 you know wouldn't like to have other deep meaningful relationships physically and emotionally it's just i want to still have enough time to nurture 
and provide my current partners with what they they need mm. and um provide them my time in those ways and so again i probably could have up to five serious relationships if they were all willing to have a little bit less of my time but right now that's not what i want okay. i want to be able to give a certain amount of time to my two people that i'm currently you know in a relationship with and that is super fulfilling to me and i'm not currently seeking anything else but like i said i went on a date today it was a first date it went really really well I had a great time. I'll probably see him again, but I think that'll be a casual thing. I don't think it'll be like a serious thing. Okay. I mean, and when I say serious, I mean a title, AKA more time that I'm going to be providing that person, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> this is, wow. You're, you're, <laughs> oh my God, this is just insane. So what is it, a nympho, right? I would a consider nympho. you a nympho. I'm a nympho. Have you heard that Borgor song? <laughs> yes, I'm dead. <laughs> I would consider you a nympho. So <laughs> I would. How many? So what about sexual partners? Like, will there ever be a time where you feel like mm, maybe this is a little too much? Or is it is it just like you're going with the flow? Like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. So as far as like physical relationships, um, all of the physical relationships that I'm in fulfill me in so many different ways. And I hate saying this analogy, but I'm gonna say it. Like, okay, so let's say you found somebody that you have amazing sex with. It's like the most perfect chocolate cake that you could ever have. Even though it's the best chocolate cake that you've ever had, do you really wanna eat chocolate cake every day for the rest of your life? No. Okay, so like maybe sometimes you want you know cheesecake maybe sometimes you want key lime pie like there's different flavors and all of them are really good and unique in different ways and so for me I think that I want to be fulfilled in many different ways and again it's, it all comes down to time time is your most precious precious currency right so as long as all of my partners are willing to and have their own things that they're doing and that's what I love about the people that I see is they're all very individual people they are capable they're not needy they have their own things that they do their own hobbies their own friends and so I don't have to fulfill all their needs I don't have to be the one that gives them all Everything. of their fulfillment yeah because they have that in other sources and so do I and so it's really beautiful but yeah as far as the sex thing I think if any sort of you know connection happens and it and it goes that way hell yeah and we're both in the mood for sure again it comes down to boundaries now let's say me and one of my partners went out to the bars mm. and I you know we're all hanging out with friends maybe we all go out together but I have plans to go home with my partner last night like we've set plans like we know that we want to go home and do the dirty and then a super hot person comes up and starts you know flirting, flirting with, with me trying to get my number trying to take me home obviously I would still go home with my partner like going with the flow you still have to respect your person's boundaries like we talked about earlier my biggest pet peeve is when people set plans or expectations and then don't, don't fulfill through, them yeah. unless you communicate in advance and mutually decide that you know the expectations can be changed so um of course like yes go with the flow but also respect your partners respect your boundaries respect your commitments and i think that's what it comes down to so now this brings up another question so if there was 
a time when you and your partner or partners were mm-hmm. out and somebody comes up to you and is flirting with you and you're also interested are they do they have any boundaries with that like do they say when we're out together it's only us i don't want anybody else involved or is it like yeah if someone does show interest i'm cool with that you can go with home with them if that's what you're wanting to do um so this has actually happened except for that last part so this was really sweet my best friend partner again had never really been educated on polyamory was still kind of um educating himself on it um he was like hey I know that you've always wanted to go to Waikiki and eat their penis waffles. It's something I've talked about for so long. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I've always wanted to do that. He's like, well, I'd love to take you out. Let's go. And I was like, okay. And then later that day, he also said, also, I would love to meet Craig. Like, I'd love to get dinner with him sometime because A, he's your, you know, you're interested in him and I'd love to meet him. Second of all, I'd love to ask him questions about how his dynamics have worked and what his thought processes are and his perspectives about everything in his journey. And I said, that's so sweet. Like, I would love that. I said, why don't we just combine the two if that's cool with you? And then we, our friend was moving away. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just do the whole, let's just combine everything. So we had our friend moving away party. And me, I got penis waffles. And then Craig came too. And we all just had an amazing time. And he got to ask him a bunch of questions. And we all got to connect. And I was flirting with people left and right, kissed a couple people, exchanged numbers with a couple people. But at the end of the night, I went home with my best friend. Okay. And so granted, nobody asked me to go out. But if they had, I would have said maybe another time. But tonight I have plans. I'm busy. So that's how that would have worked out. Well. Mm -hmm damn oh my god but it was really sweet like no weird vibes anytime i was like cuddling or um you know i was sitting next to my best friend partner my other partner was like either looking at us super cute and adoringly or talking with all of my other friends and being really engaged and having a great time like there wasn't any weird possessiveness it was all just free-flowing love and um connection it was really fun so wow (laughs) i have a lot of damn so like it's a lot it's kind of hard to wrap your head around i know no it yeah i'm wrapping my head around it because i can see it because you're just you're very free free flowing but like what are what are your expectations like do you ever think of well you don't want to get married but do any of them want to get married no thank goodness okay do Mm -hmm. any of them want to have children no thank goodness what that's like perfect then for you well i'm very transparent so even when i was potentially going to be monogamous date one i would always let people know that i'm like hey by the way i don't want to get married and i don't want to have kids so if that's a deal breaker for you and if that's very important to you then i'll be your friend and we can just go on our merry ways but i'm not gonna waste your time and quite frankly i don't want you wasting mine yeah and my previous partner the one that i just ended things with not too long ago um at first he was like i did the marriage and kid thing not really about it he was married for eight years and helped raise his um ex-wife's kid well but then when she cheated on him uh with his best friend (laughs) yeah not good wow um Maybe that was too much information. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I didn't say names, so it's fine, whatever. But um, he was heartbroken, and he wasn't really still involved in that kid's life even because the mom pretty much, like, 
took them away and so when I first met him he was like yeah no I'm not really down for the whole marriage and kids thing well eight months later after us dating he's like actually I think I would want to do the kid thing and I'm all like well I hope you can find somebody that can provide that for you like I don't know what the fuck to say and I just said well I will support you like obviously we live in different states so I don't know how that would work but if you wanted to adopt a kid and you wanted to be a dad I would obviously help you out and like be there but I've never wanted to personally have a child. So I'll be supportive and I'll do, I'll do this, I'll help in all the ways. But again, that's not my dream. I would be doing it for you. Yeah. And so again, cha- you, you're, what you want can change. And yeah. I, and I know that, but at the end of the day, I am that's so transparent from day one, like what my wants and expectations are. So the fact that I have found two people that are also in the same boat has the been universe a- has blessed you. Yeah. It's been really, really good and again i don't think i would be partners or at least not you know i i wouldn't want somebody to date me with the expectation of changing my mind yeah you know so there's this term i follow this guy on instagram and tiktok is handles like polyam fam he's one of the very few polyamorous content creators there's not that many out there and educators there's really not Uh, and he came up with this term like cowboy and cowgirl or cowpoke if you want to be gender neutral and um, that phrase is uh, describing a person that dates a polyamorous person with the intent to roping them into being monogamous. Oh, so, I see. Like, I guess that could be an insecurity of mine. So, for example, like, my best friend's new partner doesn't want to meet me. That's a red flag. But based off her situation, I'm being understanding. Well, again, we don't know her that well yet. But let's say that she wanted to date him with the idea of being like, I'm going to get super close with him emotionally and then try to like, quote unquote, steal him away from me. Yeah. And that would suck, obviously. Cow poking, cow whatever. But the nice thing is, is I have so much trust and faith in mine and his relationship. And I know how much happiness we bring each other. I really don't think that that would happen. And I had a really deep conversation with one of my girlfriends, the one I'm actually intimate with recently, because she's been asking me all sorts of questions. And she's like, well, you know, what if like you're dating somebody and they meet the perfect person and then they want to go be monogamous with that person? Like, wouldn't that suck? Like, how do you prevent that from happening? And I told her, I was like, well, first of all, the nice thing about polyamorous is that they don't have to choose between the two. But at the end of the day, if that's what that person really wanted and you really loved them enough, wouldn't you want them to be happy even if that meant not having your relationship in it? Yeah. Like you would want what's best for them. And that's how I feel about both of my relationships. Granted, I truly do believe that that wouldn't be the case, at least not anytime soon, Yeah. because we have such a strong, loving, deep connection and foundation and, and found and a really strong foundation. Um, but at the end of the day, if that did happen, I'd say, OK, like I want you to go what you think is going to bring you the most happiness and I'll love and support you as a friend if that's the dynamic that we need to have now. Um, but I have so much faith in myself and, and bringing myself happiness and supporting myself. Like I said, I don't need anybody else to give that to me. I'm already giving that to me. I'm just sharing my love with people. I don't need anybody else's love. And so that self-assurance right there is enough to say that if somebody else wanted to go with be, be with somebody else that was quote unquote better than me, hell yeah, go do it. If you think that that's what's best for you, because I know I'll find somebody that I can share my love with and it'll be good regardless. 
yeah no that that's good i was the while you were talking i was also thinking like what if your best friend partner he he did try it out for a few like let's say he tried polyamorous for a few year for a few years he liked it but now he wanted to transition into being monogamous but he finds he finds a new partner they're monogamous and he obviously tells his new partner like who you are and what you guys have done and mm-hmm. what dynamic you guys had mm-hmm. and she wanted to she didn't feel i guess what would it be comfortable mm-hmm. right like having you i guess around. in his life or around yeah how how would we navigate could, that yeah how would you navigate that because mm-hmm. that would be like technically so, losing him yeah right that makes sense so the thing is though is that you should trust your partner enough so my best friend partner is one of the most trusting people like when he says something he means it and um if that were to happen a i don't think it's right for somebody else to try to control somebody else no period and if him being my friend and we said okay yeah we're friends now we're not going to do anything like sexual we're not going to be intimate that way but we're always going to be in each other's lives if that made his person uncomfortable and intimidated then she should have more trust in him yeah that's true she should love him and his happiness enough to be grateful for the things that bring him happiness and fulfillment because again once you take out the idea of possessing somebody and the ownership of them you want what's best for them and what makes them happy even if you're not in it in my perspective and um so i mean again who knows if that were to happen i would want him to do what he would feel is right and yeah um, but i wouldn't I, i would personally want to create such a strong friendship with her that she would feel comfortable with me and being like nah like we trust each other i we have these boundaries and we're not going to cross these boundaries and we're going to be so transparent in our communication that if anything ever even came close we would tell you immediately and that's the beautiful thing about trust and transparency is like you don't have to worry because everything's already on the table period yeah that's true so do you think it'd be easy for you to transition if that were to be the case with any of your partners from being like physical and emotionally intimate to just being emotionally intimate i think it would be definitely a hard transition yeah especially if you have like a really good sexual chemistry with them oh for sure especially if you're deeply in love with that person which i am um i think it would be really fucking hard but i love them enough that i would want to do whatever i could to keep them in my life regardless if that meant changing their dynamic i'm actually friends with multiple of my exes Mm -hmm. and hang out with them maybe once or twice a year just to check in hey how are you coffee date whatever and even though there is still that like spark of oh shit we were intimate once it's just that it's just a feeling you don't have to act on those feelings you can set them aside and appreciate the relationship for what it is now yeah have you ever fucked any of your exes not uh not after we've been exes so with my most toxic relationship the one that was off and on for five years oh hell yeah we fucked after our relationship but that was when we were in that in between of Mm. we're broken up but we're still having sex and then we get back together and then we break up and then we hate fuck and it just was this giant really toxic fucking cycle 
but after we officially cut the cord no once i actually said this is actually done and blocked him for six months enough and gave us enough space to really find out how to be independent people again instead of being codependent Mm. like we were yeah we needed to have that break and then after that break was over we could have a friendship not necessarily even a friendship i'd say more of like being acquaintances after that and no no sexual relationship no sexual relations after that Mm -hmm. so like (laughs) damn bro that's crazy she's blowing my mind how how do you how do you feel you like separate physical and emotional intimacy without like like let's say you just want to have a sexual sexual relationship with somebody how can you stop yourself from emotions getting into it you get what i mean so that you can keep that relationship just physical and then one emotional so i think part of the reason why it was so it's so much easier for me is because when i first started having sex it wasn't emotional Mm. so when i was introduced to sex it was for fun so to me sex was fun and obviously there were still emotions involved but i could I don't know. I knew the dynamic of the relationship and I knew that it wasn't going to be serious. And so I was able to enjoy it for what it was. And it was play. That's literally what it was. It's play. Now, you can like, I mean, I'm sure you've drunk kissed people at parties, right? Is that just a me thing? Um, How? I think. Have neither of you like gotten super wasted and like kissed strangers at parties? You have. Drew has. Well, like just randomly, no. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Remember we were outside the club. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say yeah. But carry on. Yeah. Okay. So for any of those people that like, let's say you kissed and you didn't know that well, you didn't immediately spark an emotional connection with them. No. So you can have some sort of physical intimacy without the emotional aspect. It can happen. Now imagine that, but just further. That's kind of how it is for me, I, I guess. I'm sure I could probably have explained it better, but that's how I'm trying to, like... Hi, by the way. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I know, sorry. That's kind of hard to wrap No, it's... Okay. <laughs> so... So, like, how... Okay, so when you feel somebody comes into your dynamic mm-hmm. and they want, I guess, more of your time or more of your love... Mm-hmm. And you know you can't provide that for them. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? You just set expectations and communicate. You know, you just say, "I've had even this with friendships." Really? Where like you know somebody goes, "Hey, I love spending time with you. I would love to be best friends with you." Mm. And I tell them, "I'm like, I love spending time with you too. You know, let's hang out more." But the only issue is if you don't have a lot of things in common and you don't set a time and place, that relationship doesn't grow, right? But And I'll tell people straight up, I'm like, if you want to plan, like, go rock climbing, if you want to plan, like, go snowboarding, like, the the things that I really, truly enjoy, if you want to go do these things, hell yeah, let's go do them. But unfortunately, because my time is so limited, I can't, I'm going to be spending it the way that I want to, doing the things that I love. Yeah. And so if those people can't uh, do those things with me, usually they won't get as much of my time. And I'm not saying you have to do all the same things that I do to get some of my time. It's just I'm transparent with, hey, these are the things that I'm doing, and unless you're going to be doing them with me, you're probably not going to get as much of my time as you want. But, but like, that time, is that time spent just, like, doing things, just, like, 
being in each other's company or is it like romantic stuff that you'll do yeah like dinner dates flowers i don't know like it, it varies um so like my best friend relationship we do all those things together okay. and it it's funny we'll go into like modes we've both called each other out on this where we feel like we're just best friends again and they're like oh yeah we can like kiss and stuff <laughs> oh yeah like weird <laughs> and so we like, <laughs> we'll be doing just our normal things and then we're like oh yeah we can also do these things and so you know it varies sometimes we literally it almost feels like we're just best friends again and then other times we plan things that are like specifically romantic like we mm. took a bath the other day okay, literally yeah. like i have one of those bath stands where you can put like your laptop and watch a movie yeah just had a bath together and watched a show and it was incredibly intimate and passionate and we just kissed and it was so romantic and so you set time as you know sometimes they're spontaneous sometimes you have to plan them usually you have to plan them with a crazy schedule like mine but so my um bisexual partner me and him have only been on one official date wow. like we were we had like hooked up a couple times and just immediately hit it off talked for hours stayed up till four o'clock in the morning snacks drink play like movies mm, all the things yeah and so and but we've hung out probably five or six times now and um i know we're already partners and that seems like we moved really quickly to be honest we did but it felt right and usually I'm not the type of person that even lets somebody call me their partner until I've known them for and been sleeping with them for at least six months. So this was like a huge what? jump for me. Wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I and it's the reason why is because I had commitment issues. I was afraid because, you know, when you're monogamous, you have to pick the right one. Mm. This, it's this idea of this person needs to fulfill all of my needs or the majority yeah. of them. And I can only have sex with them so i need to make sure that they're fulfilling all of those needs and and that we have good conflict resolution and all these other things the nice thing is when you can date multiple people at the same time there's less pressure on that one person to be f fulfilling mm -hmm. as many of your needs so it's less pressure to it doesn't feel as scary to commit to them in mm. certain ways because they don't have to put on all that pressure i, I have a question mm -hmm. so with like mon monogamous relationships do you think that monogamous relationships are outdated no not at all no so so you, you do feel like it's just more like a personal thing oh a personal absolutely okay. absolutely like you said you couldn't yeah you don't I do, think yeah. that you could do it yeah. i think it depends on who you are mm. what you want and your experience yeah. and your past and your you know there, there's so many different things like psychologically that can yeah, go into yeah. it it's funny when um you know you say that you're one thing and then um people are like oh are you against all the other things now for example i'm vegetarian you're vegetarian yeah. but we're not like oh f you all all the, these meat eaters should just f the right off i mean granted maybe we're all like we would hope that everybody yeah. would be vegetarian but we're not going to hate on people i was literally going to bring that up as an example i was literally going to say yeah. but but there are some vegans or vegetarians who are, like who are like that yeah. well there's there's always going to be people that think in extremes mm -hmm. right yeah. it's, there's True. just a, always going to be a range of people True. that have different um, strengths of their beliefs yeah I m polyamory has been beautiful for me it definitely wouldn't work for everyone I think monogamy when it's intentionally like when people like I think we talked about this previously when people understand that there's other options out there and they're just not resorting to monogamy when they actually dig down deep and think is this really what I want 
and they're intentional with it and they do it on purpose and they know it's what they want, hell yeah, I'm all for monogamy. But if you are somebody that cheats on your girlfriend every other weekend but you're just monogamous because you think it's the only way and you think your family's gonna think you're weird if you're dating multiple people at the same time and you're doing it in a super unethical way a you're not actually being monogamous you're just trying to convince yourself that you are so instead of pretending and lying to yourself and your partners and everyone involved that you're monogamous when you know deep down in your heart that you don't even want to be yeah why like some people aren't wired for it and some people are so yeah. that's my perspective i'm also curious like what makes a good lover in your eyes okay i think a good lover is somebody that cares for you on uh loves you unconditionally now obviously um when i say unconditionally all relationships have conditions and those conditions are respect honesty communication and boundaries um but what I mean by that is I love you for who you are and I'm not trying to change you. I'm going to give you as much support as I can and I don't expect anything return. It's not transactional. I'm giving this to you because I care about you and I want you to be loved. I want you to be supported. So to me, that's what makes a good lover. A good lover is somebody who takes time to understand you and um, make sure to fill your love tank with your love languages and then communicates in a way that works with, for you and um, is open-minded. That's that's my ideal of a perfect lover, I feel like. What about sexually? Sexually? Well, I don't think there is a quote-unquote perfect because we're all human. Yeah. We've all queefed or farted during sex. And if you <laughs> haven't, you're a fucking liar, okay? Like... <laughs> Now, <laughs> I'm dead. Hey, she's being raw with it. Uh, and so, as far as like the perfect sexual lover, I think that's an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't like the idea of, of, again, categorizing it to that because we're all human. We're all raw. We've all got unique, different things that turn us on. And again, libidos can fluctuate. Sometimes you're all hot and heavy and want this specific thing. Other nights, that exact same thing in the exact same setting, not in the mood for. So it just varies. Um, but I have so many different things and types of sexual intimacies that I want. Really? And not one person could fulfill all of them. Really? Absolutely not. I mean, can I have, you yet, tell me? I have yet to have an asexual partner that had a vagina and a penis at the same time. I mean, like, I have yet to have that happen. I love women. I love women anatomy. I love men. I love men anatomy. I love non-binary people. And again, I've yet to have an asexual lover, but if I ever do, I'll let you know, and I'm sure it'll be amazing. But anyways, there's not one person that could fulfill me sexually. Really? I don't believe so. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> I mean, you've been with girls, so you know when what i i talked about this last time but like me cuddling my girl best friend and how soft she felt and how tender and laughing our asses off and like playing with each other's hair that is a different type of intimacy that i had never experienced before really no never and obviously my male partners can't provide me that same experience okay now let's talk about my male partners as much as my female partner may try, she cannot pound me like they can. It's just different. Well, do you use a strap, though? Yeah, but they're different. So what I, I have used a strap on, and what, from my experience, I did, I haven't tried a, a lot of them. 
the the, (laughs) i got a lot (laughs) the piece that penetrates you is actually higher on the pelvic um area than a penis actually is so the the angle's different and so it doesn't feel the same like the positions feel different um anyway so again one person cannot provide you me at least with all the different things yeah and even the same gender the energetic transfer between my bisexual lover and my straight lover who's a guy completely different the way that they go about touching me is different are their energies just in themselves sexual or not are so different and when we transfer those energies together they're both unique in such beautiful ways and neither of them are threatened by each other because they're so different and they know that i appreciate them for their differences yeah. Wow. You still got to try <laughs> Wait, but so, wow. Have you ever pegged anyone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Holy shit. I love bro. You've done a lot. Mm. What haven't you done? Mm. That you want to do? Mm, give what? me a second. So I haven't had say. Se- oh, no, I have. All right. um i guess i haven't had sex with kind of what i told you previously before by the way is the person in the other room okay with hearing all this i was a little bit nervous yeah she's fine (laughs) okay i didn't want to be like uh by the way anal or Uh, something (laughs) like that (laughs) he's all like oh lord god (laughs) so um by the way, I don't like anal. Just thought I'd say that out there. Um, not my preference, but I don't know how I, I got into that. So I think one thing that I haven't done that I would like to do is have sex with a male and a female that are already in a couple. Oh. Mm-hmm. And like be their little play toy. I think that would be so much fun. I actually very have been friends with a couple that like the they were monogamous. Well, they were open and um they would bring women into their bedroom and have competitions of like who could make her come more. And I never got to have that experience with them, sadly, but like ever since then, that's been a huge fantasy of what? mine. Okay, and now how many times have you, what's the most you've ever come? In one night? I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a squirter. So I like, and there's a, so, I don't know if this is the same for you, but I have like physical orgasms. You know, there's a square. There's like so many. I think I read somewhere that, that you I can think, even orgasm from someone's sucking on your nipple. Yeah, like, there's it's like crazy. There's rough. so many different. There's so many different types. Um, but have you ever mentally climaxed? Yes. Where you don't even actually orgasm. It's like fully in your head and your body is still shaking. No, yeah. I was... Should I share my... Yeah, ex- go for uh, it. share my experience. So uh, <laughs> I was eating my my ex out. <laughs> Not, no one was touching me. Bro, I yeah. orgasm. Just by hearing her... Just, just by, by doing that to her. Yeah, and yeah. hearing her moan and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? That's never happened to me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very, very real. Crazy. It's interesting because I actually only physically, like, like orgasm um, through penetration. But I mentally climax through, um, like, clitoral stimulation, mm. which is so bizarre that they're two completely opposite things. And they're so fun in different ways. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> no, but wow. You've had a lot of experiences. So, like, have you ever just had, like, 
um, a very, very shitty sexual experience in your life? Oh, so many. Really? Yeah, girl, I've got more partners. I've had more partners than I can even count. Like, I, again, deadass. Like, I, I started having sex when I was 16, and I didn't think love was real, literally, from, like, 16 to 19. I was just fucking mm. have fun. Like, all the time. All the time. And, and, and again, I think we talked about this before, too, but for me, I was not using sex in like a healthy way yeah. I think you can be a slut and do it in a healthy Absolutely. way and I am now but I was using it to fill a void to run away from my emotions and yeah. to like prove my self-worth to myself which is not okay now it's been so beautiful dude now that I have sex for me for pleasure not to perform not to prove anything not to try to convince anyone that I'm some that I'm this great thing like I used to literally think oh if I am the most kinky sexual person then I will be admirable I will be wanted now I go fuck that shit I am worthy and admirable and wanted regardless of how sexual I am regardless of how I perform in bed so ever since I changed that mindset and really fixed my relationship with sex and intimacy for me it's for us like for each individual involved the pleasure is important what feels comfortable it's not a performance it's not some sort of game it's just play any other questions about like polyamory or like dynamics and stuff hmm. so no honestly i feel like as of right now i i there's nothing else i can think of we can for sure do another yeah we're gonna too. for no. yeah we're definitely gonna do another one where we have all the all the mics working, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't think I have any other questions. Honestly, you you've answered all of them. Thank Is there anything you. else that you want to say? I feel like I didn't word a lot of the things in a way that I wanted to, so maybe next time I'll like think about. I'll if if you send this to me, I'll re-listen to it and I'll probably just answer things in a way that I feel like will be more better understood. Yeah, but yeah, okay. No, I, I, uh, he, passing the mic <laughs> over to Drew now. <laughs> no, I definitely want to have you on again because also I had to go now. But I definitely want to have you on again. Um, I think there's so much to learn and yeah, I just have so much experience and knowledge. It's very interesting. Um, but no, I definitely want to have you on again so that we can we can continue to talk more. I, know. I still have questions, but oh, I there's so I've, much. I forgot to preface this. Or, well, I guess it, it, they got it in context, but I'm still very new to this. So, again, I'm still figuring things out. I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert here. Um, And for sure, next time you guys have me on, whenever we schedule that, hopefully Mm -hmm. I'll be more experienced and I can share more information with you guys. Just every three months. (laughs) 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 That'll be cool. No, but thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out. It's so interesting. It really is. Literally, I'm surprised you reached out. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, you asked. When I saw you last time, you're like, we'd love to have you back. And, like, I know we ended up. No, and even the audience, like, the listeners loved you, dude. (laughs) I have, like, literally so many, like, so many people were like, bro, that girl, Kelly, like, she was so good. (laughs) She's so interesting. I've never thought of it that way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you opened up you opened up my mind and everybody listening like you really did so it's That's very awesome. very interesting hell yeah i'm happy to be here so yeah i mean I, I think what makes it i think i would have more questions if you were to um it'd be interesting to i would be interested to have someone on as a guest that is polyamorous but mm-hmm. is dating people that do want to get married and do want to have kids um so my bisexual boyfriend has a boyfriend who's married so maybe i could bring him on wow Mm -hmm. we can all all four of us yeah 
that'd be fun yeah that'd be really he's fun he's actually gonna start a youtube and tiktok channel as well specifically for um well two different platforms one for polyamorous education and then the second one how to teach straight guys to have sex with women and actually so actually them. give 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 <laughs> some uh, <laughs> I, some this, some people do need some tips <laughs> i will i will say they do need some tips so how what what tips would you give a male how to pleasure a female ask period like it's it is so sexy when somebody says what can I do right now that'll please you the most? What are your turn on buttons? Like a lot of people think, oh, I'm just supposed to know. And then they figure it out on the way. And don't get me wrong, like that can work, but it's so much more effective if you literally pre-plan it. Um, my bisexual partner actually calls it pre, pre-plan play where you plan in advance. Where do you want to be touched? How can I touch you? What are you yes into? Oh, this, this is fascinating. He asks me almost every time we hook up, he goes, what, uh, what's your consent style tonight? And are you yes until no, or are you no until yes? And it's so sexy. And what that means is it, am I allowed to assume that I can touch you wherever you want until you tell me no? Or do I have to assume that I can't touch you until you say yes? In wow. a different way. So it's like, can I kiss you here? Can I touch you there? If you're yes until no. If you're no, or if you're no until yes, if you're yes until no, sorry, now this is a lot of confusing words, but if you're yes until no, it's like he can touch me wherever until I want no. until I'm like, ah, actually right there doesn't feel good right now. Or I'm not really in the mood for that specific thing at this moment. And so just asking in advance, again, every single person's different. I can only physically orgasm through penetration. Most women are clitoral. Like every single person's needs are different. And by asking, you can take away so much of the awkwardness. Have you ever had somebody touching you and they think they're doing like the job and you're just sitting there like, so do Mm. I pretend to moan? No, honey, we do not fake moans in this house. We don't fake orgasms and we don't fake moans. You direct them. One time I had to literally, I think I've said this before, but I had to literally guide my partner who I'd been partners with for six months, what I liked best and at what pace and be like, Hey, can you please do it like this? Can you do it like this? And I literally guided him with my hands, what I liked and my preferences to remind him, Hey, this is how I like it. And it wasn't weird. And then I got pleasure the way I wanted to. And he didn't have to feel awkward about guessing. Well, I'm excited and I think our next episode is going to be really, really good too. And I'm super stoked that you guys had me back. And I feel like you could honestly, literally, you could have me on as many times as you want. I feel like we could talk about so many other topics. Like, we can. Literally. No, yeah, we can. Lots. Yeah, I think you, you just being polyamory. No, yeah. no, yeah, for sure. No, yeah. There's there's so many other things. Rock climbing, snowboarding, bullet bikes, friendship dynamics, like drugs, fuck, like anything. I've got, I've got a lot of different areas that I haven't been very experienced with yeah psychedelics like you name it <laughs> yeah yeah no well that you you're very you have a lot of experience with a lot of things mm-hmm. and a lot of cool stories so thank you I yeah you're very that. no you're you're well read i would say you're <laughs> well very well read yeah cool. i would say very well rounded as well thank you yeah you're you're such a cool person bro i just i'm, I'm glad uh, that you reached you're out me blush. but um yeah this is the end of the episode guys we're, again we're gonna have a part two because we were having some issues with the mic and drew had to leave pick up his mama <laughs> shout out helen but um yeah we're gonna end it here thank you so much for coming on again kelly yeah, of course and i can't wait for part two so we're gonna end it I <laughs> 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 we're gonna leave it what's next guys thank you